Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Lunch with Lindsay. I am joining you from my grandparents' backyard, which felt sort of whimsical, which is how I view Taylor Swift, who is a topic of this episode. So I have loved bringing you guys along on my travels and introducing you to people I meet along the way, sharing their stories here and topics and things that I find relatable. So here's the backstory on this one. I am loving the human connection of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Who isn't, right? But I recently uh, went away with my husband for our anniversary. We went to Middleburg, Virginia, and we were at a brewery and met the family that owns the brewery. They were delightful. Their daughter, Natalie, Natalie Femia, runs their marketing and social media. And I got into this conversation with Natalie and her best friend, Summer Church, about uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and about how good they thought it was because they were not football fans and it was really bringing them in. And I thought, you know, I've been wanting to have a conversation like this for a while. And I called upon my good friend, Bridget Condon, who is a host and reporter at NFL Network, because I think this timing is really special. It's important for young girls. It's important for women, for men out there, for people that aren't football fans uh, that maybe feel intimidated by it. But the intersection of Taylor and Travis, I think is pretty cool. And the fact that his numbers are seemingly off the charts when she's in attendance is also funny, but interesting. I mean, he's such a great player anyway. Anyway, I uh, really have been wanting to talk about this for a while. So I hope that you enjoy this conversation that's pretty real and just interesting in my opinion. So sit back, enjoy. I am so excited to have you guys joining me today for this conversation because two of you, Natalie and Summer, are new friends who I, I literally met within the last month. And Bridget Condon, you've been a friend of mine for a really long time. So before I go into who you guys are and how great you are, I want to set the scene here that this is a conversation about, you know, a little bit about sports, about lifestyle, because I really am fascinated by the, tra the uh, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift whole relationship thing. Obviously, I love football, so there's a whole conversation in that. But I also want to talk a little bit about friendship here. And Bridget, you and I have known each other for a really long time because we met at James Madison University. I've talked about you before. You're a host, a reporter with NFL Network. So watching your rise has been like just so fun and so awesome. It's so good to see you. I know. It's always good to see you. And it's just funny that uh, we've stayed friends all these years. I'm so thankful for it because I always say, and I know we had an Instagram live a couple of weeks ago where I shared yeah. the full story, but I just still remember feeling so scared to call you that first time, like circa 2014 and now almost a decade later to be able to have this relationship has been so beneficial for me and you're a phone call away whenever I'm dealing with anything in the industry. So I feel like it's kind of like a big sister relationship and I'm just so thankful for you. Well, I love it. And I love like watching what you're doing now and crushing it on the sidelines and in the studio because it's so fun. And also you're so great at what you're doing. And it's really cool to just watch that progression. And Summer Church and Natalie Femia. So everyone listening or watching, I literally met them because my husband, Melvin, took me to um, this wonderful place called Salamander Resort in Virginia. I'm from Virginia, so he took me away there for my our anniversary. I didn't know where we were going. And we went, and one of the things we did was go to a horse race, which was so great. It was steeplechase. It was such an amazing environment. And that's where I met Natalie and Summer. And we met because, Natalie, you guys were there because you do marketing and events with Lost Barrel Brewing, which your family owns, right? Mm -hmm. And yep. Summer, you guys, I know you guys are great friends. You work at Deloitte, but 
What I love about what Bridget just said is you guys were telling me your friendship story about how the two of you met and yeah. I loved it. I mean, can, can you just share a little bit of that? Yeah, for sure. Summer, you want to start? Yeah. We met in 2019. Natalie was an instructor at a Pilates studio, Salicor, and I was determined to take as many classes as possible, specifically Natalie's. So she was an instructor and I loved her and I would like stalk her on Instagram and tried to become her friend. And then finally Salicor hosted a happy hour and we didn't talk to anybody else. We only talked to each other the whole time we were there and we fell in love. And then now our husbands are really, really close. We do couples weekends all the time and it's a friendship that I cherish. Yeah, it was so funny. She, I mean, I taught like the 6 a.m., 7 a.m. classes. So you had to be like pretty into working out to come. And Summer was always at every single class, but was like not half asleep during the classes. She was always on the first machine and like really enthusiastic. So I was like, whoa, maybe this girl just like really likes to work out and is like super friendly and stuff. So then when we got the notification that we were going to have the happy hour, I was like, oh, I hope she's going to be there. Like, I totally want to be her friend. Yeah. And then she happened to be there. There was like 10 people, but no joke. We were like in a you know, one of those booths like and it was like, booth. yeah. And then we just happened to sit next to each other and we talked the whole time and we're like, Oh wow, people are leaving. Whoa. And then, See you later. We, went and then we went shopping. shopping. Yeah. <laughs> Together. Yeah. Like after a few drinks and we actually did like, it was right before the holidays. So we did quite a bit of uh, holiday shopping for our family, <laughs> which is the only time we shopped just... for anybody else besides ourselves. <laughs> I love that because I feel like there's really, there's something really unique and I think special about like friendships that you make when, you know, when you're older, right? Yeah. Or, and, and like Bridget, you move into California for your job, like you obviously had to do that too. So I just, yeah. I think it's something that people don't talk about so much, but especially like in your career and just in life. And what I loved was Natalie, when you were sharing about how like, like you wanted to be friends with Summer, but it was kind of, you're like the teacher, right? So it's just this whole thing. I don't know. What do you guys think about like, about that topic? I was like, how do I casually go up to this girl? Like I, like she was going to work. So it's not like she had all day to be like, so tell me your life story. Like, how do I become friends with you? Other than like, hey, thanks for taking my class. Hope you have a fantastic day. See you tomorrow. So I think it was we both had the same idea, but it was kind of an interesting way, you know, how do we approach it? So I'm happy that we got there because I mean, it's so much fun and it's nice to be, you know, friends with someone after college, after growing up, it, we have a lot to relate on. We got married around the same time. Like she said, our husbands are friends. It's, you know, we're kind of at the same place in life, which is really fun. Yeah. And I think everybody, you hear like the adage of like, it's so hard to make friends outside of college or outside of school or whatever. And I really like to defy that. Some of my best friends I've met post-college or became really close with post-college. Um, so I think just being intentional, seeing somebody that you think is hot, smart, cool, and funny and going up to them and saying, hey, I want to be your friend. And that's... <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> Bridget, is that how it happens in California? Yeah, I feel like it's the same thing. It's kind of weird when you try and make a friend after college or as an adult. I feel like it was so much easier as a kid. You have to put in the extra effort because it's so easy to go to work and want to come home and sit on the couch and not leave your apartment. But I've found workout classes too. Yeah. I do Pilates, Orange Theory, and that's kind of where you, I feel like, meet people that have a similar lifestyle as you mm -hmm. and same interests. And then just being in this industry, I feel like all the women flock together. So that makes it easy too. 
How's that been? Is it welcoming? Is it because I, that's one of the things that I've talked about, like, I, when we moved here to Connecticut where I am, I was at ESPN and that was really, it would have been the equivalent of like what you're doing now at NFL Network where you're around a lot of men and women, obviously, but that was sort of like, yeah, like it takes me back to that because I had, I had to figure out like, all right, how am I like, want to go grab some coffee? Like what, you know, yeah. it's strange. I feel like I was thinking about this this morning. I feel like when we grow up as little kids, especially if you're interested in sports, you watch things and there's usually like one female, one token female, right? Especially a lot of the local sports stations, if they have three people, it's usually two men and one woman. So because like you're naturally competitive or I'm naturally competitive, you can get into a mindset of like trying to put yourself against the other women. And I've really started to get out of that mindset since being at the network because there's so many women there. And I've found that when you take people in for who they are and aren't necessarily like thinking about someone as competition, it honestly is so much nicer. And it just makes you remember that there's enough seats at the table for two women or three women or five or 10 or however many women. And we're stronger when we're together. So that has been something that I've loved uh, kind of like changing my mindset on because, you know, and, and I think it's society too pressures us into thinking like there can only be one of us. And once yeah. we realize that's actually not true and we're stronger together, I think it creates such a healthier, more uh, driven like society and just acceptance around uh, women in sports. It's, I feel like it's such a mind switch though too. Like you've got to, to your point, you've got to strategically make that decision that you're going to do that. And then I also think it's like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta lift people up um, there. And I totally, I was just going to say something else and I'll think about it, but it's, it's wild really because there are, and you guys, Summer and Natalie, I think you're both probably in that same type of situation, right? Like in the industries that you're in too, it's really, it also being transparent and just really open really makes things so much easier. You know? Yeah. I learned, I think like the value of, like connection, I think, not just like in a workplace, but like I'll go to networking events or whatever, and I'll make friend whether they're gonna be my best friend or something. I make a new friend and it one makes them more enjoyable because now I have someone to look forward to. But it also I think you gain a lot more when you're just kind of open to talking to new people. It's not only beneficial for you, but it's just more fun. Like I think it just makes everything more enjoyable, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's a cool thing to know, like, or to think about earlier in your career too, because I think that's helpful because it, it is like these different industries do breed a lot of competition. And I think, um, yeah, Bridget, you're sort of spot on with the way that you have to navigate that. And I think that's great. And it, there is, you are so much stronger when you like band together and there's so yeah. much to learn from each other and too. Like- Even you, there are women, and I think it's gotten so much better now in 2023, but like, I'm sure you had experiences where coming up, like you would have loved to been able to call a woman who did exactly what you did and be like, how did you navigate this? What did you say here? How do I avoid this situation where I feel like I have you, you know? And if you turned your back on me or were like, oh, I see you as competition. I don't want to help you. It's just hurting everybody. So I feel like, you know, I always respond to every single email I get from any like expiring reporter because it's just like a domino effect. Yeah, that's true. And I, one other thing I think is really has come very clear for me is like other people's expectations. I early on, like let that stuff seep into my head a lot. Like if I'll, I'll be really honest, 
someone like along the way was like, you are going to be on the Today Show. I just know it. Or literally someone said to me, I know you're going to be doing Monday Night Football. And the problem with that is there is so much that it helps you with your confidence. Like, oh, they think I'm great. Like, that's a really great thing that makes me feel wonderful. Even if that's not what your end all be all is, if that doesn't happen, then how does that make you feel? Yeah. Like you fail, right? And I know that's big and I'm not saying like everyone, but I think everyone deals with those things. I think that that's something that we like subconsciously, everyone- It's like you put pressure on yourself, right? Too, and especially as a woman in a male dominated industry, you feel like you have to work twice as hard or get to a place twice as far as someone else. And so if someone is like, oh, you're gonna be this, it's like, well, if I don't hit that, then yeah, I'm a failure. When you fail to look at all the things you did accomplish. Well, or and you're just like, like it's progress to be right here. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Natalie, the stuff that you do and real quick, I want to set the stage because their, their brewery is so awesome. And Bridget, you need to check it out. Cause yeah. I know you're, yeah. you're a Virginia girl by college association. Um, it, it's so beautiful because this is just Virginia Middleburg countryside and they've got this amazing setup but there's live music and you know of course there are a ton of wineries out there in Virginia but the brewery is just this really special vibe so they ended up loading us up on there what do you call it you're um it's not it's like a souped up golf the cart gator. like oh the gator the gator thank you <laughs> and they gave us a tour of there and it was just so amazing to see but the stuff that you do there, like describe what it is exactly because it's a ton of work. You created like all these labels and everything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we are a family owned brewery. So everything is done, you know, via the family. And uh, I didn't know much about before this, um, but I do have a background in marketing and graphic design and web design. So that's kind of how I got pulled into it. So I've not only learned a lot about beer, but weren't just like a lot in general. So I do all of the can labels um, that we do in-house and we send out to distribution. Um, I do like menus, website, all the photography, videography, planning of events, whether they're daily events, someone who is renting one of our private event spaces or larger scale events like Christmas in Middleburg where we provide the Santa Claus for that. So um, every day is literally something different and uh it's pretty interesting <laughs> it's just so random i love it it's such it was such a cool place to see and then yeah. summer with you at deloitte you're like traveling kind of back and forth right yeah um i am based in richmond virginia and our office is up in dc so i travel back and forth a bit um but i've the nature of consulting and the nature of deloitte is you work on a lot of different projects you know you only work on something for a year or two and then you're transferred to something else um so the nature of it is just like things are always changing and i feel like i've had five or six different careers in just this one career and thinking about like female representation my clients are primarily in the military health system and the va which is obviously a very male dominated space and so trying to guess are they not listening to me because I'm a woman or because, you know, I just maybe don't know what I'm talking about or something, but it's, it's been an interesting um, career progression over the last six years since graduating college to, to try and navigate those very male dominated spaces. Where do you guys think your confidence is right now with what you're doing? Um, I'm pretty pro fake it till you make it. Um, So I think it shifts based on what I'm working on, but I think I actually, we just had this dinner um, where we all talked about imposter syndrome 
Um, and a lot of the women at the table were really expressing how they deal with it. And I think just even having that conversation of imposter syndrome and seeing that women throughout my organization from my level and higher, the fact that everybody feels it, it's like one of those things where you realize you're not alone in it and everybody's feeling that way. So knowing that everybody's feeling this imposter syndrome, maybe you just don't have to. So I just, I fake it till wow. I make it. At least I try. Cool. That's very cool. <laughs> I think um, mine comes from put a lot of effort into the things that I do. So I think that knowing in the back of my mind that I'm trying as hard as I possibly can, hopefully will take me somewhere and give me that confidence that, you know, I know in my head that I'm doing what I can to be the best at what I'm doing, whether it's, it's like the preparation the best, piece of it. Yeah. yeah. Like whether yeah. it's the best compared to someone else or just, you know, that I'm putting in effort to do what I personally can to my best ability. Awesome. Bridget, Me you too. have thoughts? Um, I would agree with question. I don't mean to put you on the spot. No, no, no. I agree with you. The preparation always makes me feel more confident and just the repetition. Of course, now NFL network is a larger scale than when I was working in local news. But when you really think about like the actual job, I've now been doing this for a decade. So I feel a lot more comfortable in the actual day-to-day work, like reporting and going on TV and those kind of things. I think the confidence kind of stems from um, like stability too. So like being at a place where I feel supported and feel happy, like that are, those are things that all add to it, you know? That, that's totally, I agree. I think it's, yeah, it's like the preparation and it's, there are different moments too. I just went to this um, ad week in New York City and I hadn't been there before and it was, they, they were doing an interview with me and there are certain areas that you walk into or circumstances where all of a sudden I feel like you get re-energized. Like there were all these people there that were from all these different walks of life and industries. And it was like, whoa. And so sometimes I think it's really cool when you get in a situation where your perspective is able to sort of be blown up. Right. And you're like, oh yeah, like my stuff isn't that like, right. Like bam. Right. Um, okay. So let's talk Travis and Taylor. Because the reason I wanted to have the three of you is because, so Bridget, like, you know, the NFL inside and out. And like, and so I know this stuff, like your value in this conversation is helping us, like is flushing out, right? Like the, the reality behind this is it relates to him, the football player and all things in summer. And Natalie, when we were talking about this over the weekend, it was like such a fun conversation and your points about like making it help you guys want to pay attention, I think is really valid. So First of all, thoughts on what you think about that, um, you know, relationship, which by the way, now, I don't know if you guys feel the same way. I was like, no. And now obviously there's something. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I love them. I mean, like I am like a reality TV person. I like watching things play out. I watched his reality TV show when he had it. So I knew who he was only strictly because of that. Um, and then I am an avid TikTok goer. I mean, my screen time is disgusting. Um, and so that's how I first <laughs> found out about this whole Taylor and Travis Kelsey thing. And I mean, all of videos are one providing me with so much entertainment and oh two, um, you know, I've been seeing some rumors about how this might be her best relationship yet because he's very polite to her. He doesn't make her run to the car and hide for paparazzi, you know, all of those kinds of things. So I kind of, um, 
I dig it. She looks like she's having a great time at football games. I mean, yeah. who won it? And also, like, not all the attention is on her all the time, which is, you know, might be a little nice for her to take a, yeah. take a break for a second. So, um, big fan. Hopefully it lasts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love love. And I think that she's had the American economy on her shoulders all summer long. She's generated so much value for this country. So to see her, like, be you know, silly and having fun at these games and like just living her best life. That is, I just love to see someone truly living out a happy existence. So, and I feel like there's something to be said about two successful people individually coming together. I think a lot of times these football players who don't get married right out of college or in college, a lot of times have to feel like, okay, do you like me because of who I am? Or do you like me because of the money or the status or things like that? And when you have two very successful people come together, I don't think you have to think about, are you with me for the wrong reason? Or are you actually vibing with me and enjoying me as a person? So I wonder if there's a little bit of like, wow, this person's seeing me for me versus I, you know, people that I've dated in the past where it's all about who I am, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think that they, you know, have a lot in common. They can relate to each other on different aspects of life and they can share even want to call it the spotlight but just like the kind of social pressure that i mean i know they feel it on different levels but they it's nice to be able to relate to your significant other versus having to kind of be the person that everyone asks the questions to or thinks is the one that needs to be doing something yeah i love the images of like um the hand holding and how people oh yeah like (laughs) this versus this yes and then did you see the one the nose, like you could tell that the one paparazzi shot from this week where it was like there was no foundation on her nose. <laughs> and it was like, like all over his lipstick. face. Yeah. Like in the beard. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, it, it is just providing so much uh, TikTok. Uh, She's already provided you know, us algorithms. so much entertainment this year. She just keeps cranking it out. It's amazing. No, you're so right about that. She doesn't I mean, sleep. We're going to the concert, um, the, the movie, the movie concert. I'm taking, like, there are a bunch of girls from this Daisy's troupe that my daughter is in, which is great. And I dropped my daughter at school, and she was, like, talking to her friend the whole way walking up the stairs about, like, what, what she's wearing. And I was like, this is my first experience as a mom, because she's still little. She's six, um, where she's, like, so excited. And she, my daughter actually said to me the other morning, Mom, I love the Chiefs. And I was like, what <laughs> A, you never want to talk football. We talk football to people, and she like she's like, stop talking football because she doesn't. I can relate. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And also, she has said that she likes the Dolphins, and that just is because. Oh of yeah. Up. But so now I was like, why are you a Chiefs fan? She's like, I just love Taylor Swift. And when she said that, it was last week, and I was like, ding, ding, ding. Yep. Like this is why. Yeah. This is why. Like. It, we all joke about it, like uh, like the NFL needs more eyeballs, but I really think that they should be writing Taylor a check because oh, yeah. the amount of girls that are now paying attention yeah. because of her, this is such an open floodgate. And Bridget, like, how, like, how, where, how, do you, how does that sit for you? Yeah. Because, you know, you're in it all the time, too. I feel like I've been trying to get my friends to understand football and watch it more, but it, it's such a scary thing, right? When this has been like... Yeah in the past, like a man thing, right? Like a male dominated hobby. 
it's kind of scary because it's like, okay, if you, I know a lot of people feel like if I watch, I'm not going to understand it. I feel too scared to ask questions because I don't want to get made fun of. And this is the perfect yeah. thing that is like bridging the gap. Now people feel confident enough to be like, okay, what's going on? Let me get in it. And I always say the NFL is the best reality show on TV. <laughs> it takes a little bit to get into it and understand mm -hmm. all the moving parts, but there is so much that happens on a day-to-day -day basis that it's like, I'm constantly looking at Twitter, looking at my phone, like he's there, he said what, he did this, he did that. And once you get in a little bit to understand it, it hooks you. So I feel like this is the perfect bridge for the people, you know, I know a lot of women wanna be involved, right? They're not yeah. looking at their husbands like, oh, like I don't want part of this. Like I know a lot of people wanna be sitting on the couch, rooting, understanding the passion behind it. And now this is the opportunity to feel confident enough to say, all right, let's go teach me about football. I remember the like Swifty rules that came out a couple weeks ago or after the first game that she was at, where it was like six points for a touchdown. This is a field goal. And it's funny, but it's like, yes, imagine yeah. if you really never learned football. Like I was lucky to go to a high school where our football team was so good. So Friday nights we were at the stadium and like our guy friends were teaching us. And back then it's like, you didn't have to feel like insecure for not knowing. And then I learned and I started watching and JMU football and, you know, now working in the NFL. But if you never had that, it's kind of scary as an adult to be like, yeah. okay, teach me about this. Yeah. Yeah. I think I it makes it approachable it, and to a new audience, but also I think it makes it like more relatable. Like yeah. even yeah. just in the way that football teams specifically are marketing their players. Now they're less about the team overall and more about the players themselves. Like you'll see all the TikToks from the teams are like, okay, they're entering practice. Like, let's give them a question of the day. Let's like ask them. Yeah. And it says their name, it shows their picture, makes it more relatable. And also like you kind of, more wanting to pay attention to something when there's a story behind it. I mean, yeah. obviously the story behind football is the game itself, but you know, there's people behind those jerseys. Mm -hmm. And I think this makes it, I think girls specifically, or me, I need like a story behind something to want yeah. to yeah. like it. And I think that's what the girls are latching on to these days. You know, they're latching onto the Taylor Swift's of it all, the Alex Earls, the um, Allison Cooch's of them all. They, those are who getting the new audience in here because they like the person. Yeah. And yeah. so then they like the person they're with. And I think also other sports are starting to do that. You know, you have the Formula One NASCAR show yeah. um, or the Formula Netflix show and, yeah. you know, the, the basketball shows, the football shows. So I think that sports are taking a new turn with making it a story. It's yeah. all the, it's like the behind the scenes stuff. I feel like that's yeah. also the nature of like, because we have so many now like access to this, mm -hmm. it's like, you've got to be behind the scenes or else it's not new. And to get like, that's what I feel like that's the juice. The other thing is, um, so like the Miami dolphins is where I started covering sports and I was doing a show that was on the dolphins players off the field. That was the primary focus. And at the same time I was the sportscaster down there, like cutting my teeth as a sportscaster yeah. for the first time. But I found myself on the ground floor not knowing a damn thing and being and like I had to have someone tell me, okay, like give me these rules for walking in this locker room. Like, what do I need to know? And Bridget, I'm sure, like, and I literally, you guys, my friend Andrea, who was like the mentor at that moment because she was leaving the station, she's like, you look at the clock yep. up on the wall. I was just gonna like, say, find the clock. <laughs> find the clock. You look at the clock. It's like because you don't want to be looking somewhere else. You don't want to. You don't want to accidentally see something. That you don't want to do an interview where you accidentally see something behind you that you're not yeah. supposed to see, and then you can't run it. But no, besides that, it's like 
I remember there, there's a player, so Leonard Fournette with the yeah. Tampa Bay Bucks before they went on and had all their glory with Tom Brady and all of it. He, he was in like dire straits in the league. And when he came back to play with Tampa, he told me a story about how he was like, you know, the day I found out I was, I was going to that team, I called my mom, I sat in my car and I cried like a baby. And he was like, because I never knew if I was going to get another chance. And like, I have chills thinking about that. Like, because it made me think, Every player has a mom, like mm-hmm. every player has a story, every play, like there is, and people love to say stuff about like, oh, they get paid so much. No one knows what they go through. Yeah. And that's right. in every sport. You don't see it, man. But like, and I, the other thing, and now I'm getting jacked up. I'm like, like <laughs> I, confidence and chemistry. Like I truly believe that chemistry and championship winning teams is yep. born when when a, a player or a guy wants to play for the guy next to him, you know, mm-hmm. and you know fast if a team has it, right? Don't you think, Bridget? Absolutely. There are people that are like, this team's winning the Super Bowl. And I'm like, I've been in that locker room. I'll tell you right now, they're not winning the Super Bowl. Like, you can just feel it. Mm-hmm. And like, you have to want the success for the people around you just as much as you, I think. Yeah. Yes. I think that's really true. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, I think that's why I got into sports. I don't know if it's the same with you. It's just being able to tell these stories and bridge the gap between fans and these superstars, right? Because it they mm-hmm. are people. I get so mad when I look on Twitter, and I think there was um, the Vikings, was it the running back, who recently uh, got sent horrible messages after dropping a couple balls a couple weeks ago. Might have oh, been yeah. The, um, receivers. I, I'm blanking on his name right now. But I just remember thinking, like, reading, because he posted the messages he got, and I was like, what are these people doing? Like, imagine if you had a bad day at work in your company or whatever, mm-hmm. and it is blasted on YouTube for millions of people to see. You know, that's what happens when you are an NFL player or professional athlete, you don't get to have a bad day. Everybody's seeing it. Everybody's criticizing you. Nobody actually knows what you're going through and nobody understands how hard it is, right? Like we look at them and we're like, oh, catch the ball, run into the the end zone. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't, it is hard. And they're going against professional athletes, you know? Like I know it looks all fun and dandy, but this is a very big task that they're forced they're faced with so i think sometimes like it's hard <laughs> reminding people hey take a deep breath these are people it, it it helps to understand and to your point on the like f1 nascar or the netflix show my cousins who have never been interested in sports watch that docuseries and now get up early in the morning on the weekends to watch the races. And it's because oh, yeah. you, yeah. yeah, like you're so passionate about the people. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, if we need to find a way to continue this, because it's honestly like, it is only benefiting everybody. I know there are people like those Twitter warriors that are like enough of the Taylor Swift. Like I want to go back. No, the sport is big enough for all of us. Yeah. It is better with everyone included. And let's continue finding ways to break down those walls for more people to become fans. How many times like at the end of a game is like the biggest thing about how these two rivals in sports swapped jerseys or talked to each other or congratulated this person when this person is the person that won and this person lost, but the person that won is going to congratulate like the loser. It's because they're friends with each other. At the end of the day, healthy competition is fair, but there a lot of these players and people are all friends and that's why they like you know that's why you like them is because they're they're your friends so i think the videos of people being human while playing sports 
get so much traction because you're like, well, what's the story behind right. that? Like, let's talk about that. No, that's so true. I, I always find myself like when they have those moments, like you just said, like the winner and the loser hugging or I whatever. I love it when or, they like, hug. It's so cute. Right? Or, or, like, it's so cute. <laughs> or like, you know that they're having a little mini conversation. I yes. always want to know. And it's funny because my husband, like Melvin will be like, oh my God, the game's over. Turn it off. And I'm like, no, no, no like no. I love That's the best part. Like, yeah. Just show me post game. Yeah, post game <laughs> interview. <laughs> right. And also, so, so to that point, like, what do you think Taylor and Travis really talk about? Like, this is what I'm, I think is so fascinating. I just really want to understand. Look, do you think Literally? he makes her sing for him? <laughs> I would. I would. I would. Like, cool. Get that guitar. Let's go. <laughs> okay. He's probably learning. She's a big cat person. So he's, I don't think he was a big cat person. So they're probably talking about cats. They're probably talking business. Let's I was just saying, I think like, they're talking about like their investments and like what they're yeah. doing. Like all the money also that she's generated like, for him. Dumb together. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I would like to think they're having simpler conversations. Like, yeah, like tell I me about you. Silly. What is, what kind of perception like do, does society like yes. give off right. how you do you and, differ? And how are you misunderstood? Think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right. Sorry. How are you misunderstood? Last Tuesday. After the game, that like made that was fun for you. Like, did you go get a McFlurry? I don't yeah. know. Like, what is things that like other people don't know about you? Not so I can like tell your secret, but like, like tell me about you your. Can be normal days. for five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what would you be doing if you weren't dominating yeah. the world with your world tour? Yeah. What would you be doing if you weren't the best tight end in the NFL? You know, it's fascinating. Literally. Hopefully All right. they're having normal things. I think they deserve a lot of credit, though. Like you mentioned, cut them yeah, a check hard. or make them NFL couple of the year or something because <laughs> what they've done, both economically and also just in a human person yeah. to person, getting people interested well, is amazing. And, I mean, the fact that Mama Kelsey was the most popular person. Yeah. yeah. Over, oh, right? my God. Like, and now there's a whole other element to that. It's like... This is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. And the fact that Patrick Mahomes is, I don't know. I just, I love the whole thing, but I do think that it must, it's going to be interesting to watch as the season goes on and who knows what will happen with them. Right. But like, it will be interesting to see how it plays out because obviously like he's got a job to do. She has a, a huge thing going on right, right now, but like, um, you know, as the season gets tighter and tighter and the, the stakes get higher, it's sort of like the timing, um, I'm just interested to see if it's like, okay, they keep showing up, they keep... But also, I was watching this interview with Simone Biles on the Today Show, and they were talking about the Taylor effect, and she was talking about how she's going to the Green Bay game when they play the Chiefs, because her husband, yeah. you know, like, they, and I was like, oh my God, like, everyone's leaning in, this is yeah. great, it's just, um, yeah, and asking questions. I think we've got to find outlets and ways to educate like young girls yeah, or young yeah. kids for that matter but like in really approachable ways like maybe maybe there's like a school or like a elementary level curriculum for football i mean or, like, if taylor like, swift like, football yeah i mean if taylor swift i play flag football like little kids playing flag football yeah so cool yeah because yeah, i think too when you understand it right like that's why i think more people are into soccer because women play it too and if you're yes, like, yeah. I'm a big learn as I do person. And I always am like, I play flag football in high school, but I'm like with my husband, I'm like, let's go play because it just, that's how we'll understand it so much more. Yeah. That's a great point. All right. I've got some rapid fire before I let you Ooh. guys off, off the hook here. Okay. Are you ready? Let's go. All right. 
Um, in the vein of the, the football handhold for Travis Kelsey. What is that? Oh, and you guys are all newlyweds, all of you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Did you know <laughs> that? Summer, you are too, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So literally, this is like such a great connection. Okay. What is your favorite chivalrous thing that your husband does? I mean, my husband just came in from work right? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, as soon as you get here, take the dog out. Like I can't handle this, but my husband is amazing because he, Natalie can attest to this. He just does everything for me. <laughs> like without I'm, having like her, she doesn't ask. It just like magically appears. Yeah. I'm just very, very, Aww. very spoiled, but I also earn my, I earn it. So. <laughs> But I, I'm very well taken care of in an emotional sense, and I. I That's work. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. My husband like will make me coffee on the weekends, which I love. Like, because on the weekdays we're both like at different times out of the house, but on the weekend it's always like I got your coffee, and yeah. I like my coffee iced. But we have an espresso or like an espresso, however you call it. And he, I love like the pumpkin coffee. So he'll like make the pumpkin coffee and then get out our mixer and like shake it with ice and then <laughs> like puts in the extra effort. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you're a good one. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. How about you, That's Lindsay? Um, I feel like it's, it's evolved. And now like the thing that I probably like love and I'm most grateful for is so, you know, my husband gets up and leaves at an early hour and he always will come over and like say say bye mm -hmm. you know and that sounds like it should no, be like a given. yeah but it's like it means something i just feel like that's it's it's the routine unfortunately sometimes for me it's a really early routine but yeah. i can go back to sleep but i do really you know that's just special it's just it's nice. a little thing yeah connor sometimes has to go into the hospital he gets up at like 4 a.m to go in and I'll get my kiss on the forehead, and then, you yeah. know, maybe one day it won't get. I say, oh, where's my kiss? I didn't get my kiss today. <laughs> but, yeah, I get yeah. my John kiss, and I go right back thing, to sleep. <laughs> but opposite. John will do that at night because I go to bed yeah. first. He'll literally – I'll, like, get into bed, like, fully have done no steps that I, like, know need to happen. And I'm like, John, time to, like, tuck me in. He'll come in my room. He'll get <laughs> socks because I like to sleep with socks on. And then he'll hand me the socks, and then he'll turn on my, like, sleep sounds, and then I sleep with a weighted blanket. So he'll like move the weighted blanket all the way over me. He's like, all right, good night. And I'm like thinking in my head, like I could have done all this by myself, yeah, but no, I, I literally talk to you every night. Oh I my God, it... you are tucked in officially like a yes. child. I love that. I think I think make <laughs> my toothbrush. Sometimes there with me, but you know. Sometimes Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I say. Sometimes I'm like, I just want to go to bed. Making my toothbrush and I make Connor literally put my toothpaste on my toothbrush for me every time I brush my teeth at night. Make my toothbrush. I know. Oh my God. That's so amazing. insane. Okay. Wait, next thing. First thing that you do every day or the thing that you can't live without starting your morning with. Cuddling with my dog. Oh my God. That's a good one. That's so wholesome. Yeah. Every wow. day I was going to say like putting my face her. moisturizer on. <laughs> that's a good one too. I shower. I have to shower. I can't At least a big shower. Yeah. Big, Morning, big on I, showering. Anytime you exit the house, come home, take a shower. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm very crazy. Bad. I'm very big on like making my bed. I, I, like, oh, yeah. Yes. Everything oh, else yeah. I make my bed before I go downstairs. That's like the law. Same. I feel yeah. like I can do it in 20 seconds. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. with the way blankets are now. It's like so. Anyway, yeah. this is such a boring conversation. <laughs> 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 All right. How, favorite way to spend an off day? Oh, okay. I get up. I go to workout class. I get a smoothie. 
like a good smoothie and then I come home and I caffeinate aggressively like I have like so much coffee it's amazing and then I put on a cute outfit and then I go to the farmers market and then I go shopping and then all of a sudden it's five o'clock and it's time for a martini and then you get dressed in all the new clothes you just bought and then you go to your favorite restaurant and you get a perfectly bone dry gin martini with a twist and that's the perfect day. <laughs> So specific. Can't really top that. It's like so specific and nice. I do it every chance I get. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, okay, mine's a little different. We love we live in Marina del Rey, so if you're familiar with California, like all the beach oh, cities, wow. like then there's Manhattan, Hermosa, and Redondo. Mm -hmm. So what we love to do is rent bikes right where we live and then bike to Redondo, which is like 10 miles, get lunch there and then bike back. It's like the most beautiful bike path right on the water. So nice. And it's always just a little treat to get like lunch and then come back. And it's just, you feel like you're, you've accomplished something, but I always think biking like doesn't feel like you're working out. Mm -hmm. So it's not annoying and you get a little vitamin D. It's awesome. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So we all have to move to California so that we can do that. Yes, come. <laughs> I know. That sounds I was great. like, that sounds so though. great. Natalie, yeah. what about you? Do you have a favorite? Oh my gosh. No, because I just feel like every day is so like random to me that I'm kind of like, okay, doing whatever on my day off. I kind of just go with the flow, whether it's like a random event I have to go to or like laying on the sofa or <laughs> no, I, I feel like tossing. Like, I just like... kind of enjoy whatever. Tossing like a craft. Like I feel like you like love to like do a project while watching southern charm or yeah. real housewives of new york uh, and like that i feel like that's always when i know you're your happiest <laughs> yeah i feel like yeah there is something very whimsical too about like like when i met you guys and we were at the horse races out there in virginia it felt really different to me than being at one of like the bigger well-known horse races because it was like you could tell people like lived the lifestyle yeah you know and oh, it yeah. was like everything from the really great chunky sweaters and the hats and i don't know it's just there's something that's really relaxing about it and sort of spontaneously intentional. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's a great way to put it. I think that's probably why I don't have like a specific like day off thing. It's just cause there's, it's just really just kind of whatever comes to me all, you know, take an activity wherever I can take it. Yeah. Um, okay. Last thing is your prediction for Taylor Travis and how this plays out. Is that too hard? I hope they, are just so happy together and that if he is nice to her and she is nice to him that they stay together forever if they want to <laughs> i think it's cool yeah i just i root for love so i just hope that if it's real and it's honest and it's true that they both feel as i do in my marriage and that's very safe and secure and loved and supported and that they uplift each other to succeed in their careers. That's what I hope. Yeah, I hope that they end in happiness, but reality, I think it just fizzles <laughs> out like over the next six months. Once she goes just on kind of quietly, like no one, no one ever speaks poorly of one another. It's just like, oh yeah, yeah we were too busy, like whatever. Yeah, I just feel like I they're hope. so busy. Yeah, that's a really good point, though, because there's been a lot. I feel like lately it's like you're hearing all these stories that we pay attention to because you you want to pay attention to these stars. And then it's like it seems like a lot of people are sort of talking about one another, you know, like yeah. past things. And it's like just 
let's just all move forward. And I, I'm excited to see, honestly, if there will be a song out of it. And hopefully, it's <laughs> oh, for sure, an album. One. For sure, you know, oh, like, yeah. Travis's version. <laughs> All right, you guys are the best. I have like three episode ideas with the three of you again. Oh my gosh, let's do it. I love it. I know you guys are so great. Thank you so much for your time. I know you guys are all really busy with what you do, but um, is there you. anything else before we say bye? My gosh, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. It was so fun to meet you. Um, you guys we, too. We had the best time. Good time. Yeah. Thank you. We had the best time and we're so appreciative. And Bridget, so we'll come see you. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. We'll do the bike ride. We'll do it all. Yeah. But I want to go back to Virginia. What? Yeah. Come on out. Yeah. Yes. yes, We already booked our spot for the spring races for next year. Okay. So. Yeah, on the calendar. I don't remember. This is, is really great. We can yeah. do a reunion there. Yeah, That'll be oh my God, a live podcast. A live podcast. <laughs> yes, at the brewery. Yes. Oh my right. God. There it we have it. It See, This is what I'm saying. Like, we need to start bonding women together instead of tearing them apart because we are stronger oh, as one. That's put it on my tombstone. Put it on my tombstone. <laughs> women supporting yeah. women is great content. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's true. Great content. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I loved talking to Natalie and Summer and Bridget. And I, uh, (laughs) they're so real and genuine. I really appreciated it. And it resonated with me because I know that there are a lot of people out there that probably feel intimidated trying to pay attention to football. Or it's just not fun when you don't understand or have a connection to a team or a player and any of that. So, Anyway, thank you to all of them for their time. Thank you guys for watching. I hope that you will like and subscribe. Um, If you're watching this on YouTube, please do that. Let me know what you think. I would love to hear what you want to hear more of. And as always, you can listen to this podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, leave a review, and uh, I will see you next time for some more Lunch with Lindsay.